Yeah. Oh, really? Aditi's going to hop on in a sec, but we did our first good bet, bad bet in a while, picking the spreads of the six super wild card game weekends. Mike originally, by the way, wanted to do it without spreads. I just want to do winners. Yeah. Well, listen, that one of you bad. guys in the set should really be wishing that I asked you to pick winners because one of y'all did absolutely terrible. I think I did horrible. I yeah, Jay, did. you did terrible. Yeah. You did absolutely terrible. But Someone else on the set did very, very good and hopefully made some money. I don't think we should weekend. ever pick games just winners outright. Yeah, that's lame. That's, yeah. That's we're going to do spreads, and let's yes. see the standings after the first spreads. round of wild card games. Jay, Yeah, I took it on the chin. Now, what I did was Jason. I went for upsets, and they didn't happen. Last year, there's always upsets. This year, we didn't see it. Really. I, I, thought, I thought the Giants yes. and Vikings was an upset. That was a slight upset. That was a slight what, what on the road the spread? Too? Vikings were favored by three. What was the final? What was the? the Giants won by seven. Yeah, that's a, that's a big upset. People killing. Yeah, that's the only. That's people the only killing Kirk Cousins for that game is unfair. They lost because of their. Kirk defense. played really well. I just want to point out the five and one. Call me now. One eight hundred. Quick bets. I got two locks. <laughs> I got a. I got a. I got a guarantee line. for you. Your only loss was the Bengals, right? No, the Bills. Five. The wait, 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 wait. I took the Ravens. Oh, you did. Yeah, I he took did. the Ravens. Yeah. I quadruple checked everyone's picks this morning. Those are the correct standings. I got the Dolphins, but... Yeah, I'm glad you quite no, I, I, you almost always I, one of them. I joked with you guys. I had the Bills so heavy, my kids were going community college. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins won that game. Hey, by the way, <laughs> by the way, I still had... Listen, by the way, I need, to, I need to see who's taking L's in this chat. I know somebody took an L in the chat. I still had $200 free money, and the Bills was minus... What, Bills 13. was minus 13? Yeah. I turned that game on. This is why you don't gamble. Gambling problems come 1-800-QUIT. These guys was down in the first. I said, "This is what the heck is this?" Yeah, uh, don't don't gamble. All long your term against the spread. What you'll see. I mean, when I say <clears> long term, <throat> I mean you pick every game of the year for a season. Long term against the spread. If you're fifty five percent, that is a runaway train of success. That's great. Yeah, it absolutely. doesn't happen in the long run. It all comes out in the wash. Yeah, to I mean, their especially favor. if you're not. You, you know, doing any, you just kind of picking games. Right. Yes. Off the top Which, of when I did those, like, I literally, I didn't, I didn't leave my phone. Yeah. I got the spreads, I copied them, I put, and boom, first cut. That's it. Jay boom, did boom. answer very, very quickly. I, and, did and answer. Now, if I was obviously, if I was betting money, I probably yeah, would spend much story. more time yeah, on it. Sure. But it is so hard to beat Vegas. It is so of course. hard. I'll, I'll be interested to find out how. how I got to beat Ohio. I, I wonder, yeah, I'm interested yeah. to find out what, what the numbers are from people gambling in Ohio. I well, heard no, it was no, huge. Exactly. That's actually my final take. Uh, if we do, how many I, people are? are someone told we'll me yesterday in the newsroom that get that in. Someone told me yesterday in the newsroom that it's a record. Yeah. That, that Ohio's first week of betting? I've, I've got a lot of yeah, data yeah, yeah. on that. i yeah. got a lot of data on that. We'll get to that now, in the final take. Now, it could be tricky by the calendar, by the number of games that you know were, were played. Now, obviously, always January 1st is a huge day. Sure. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> if it's all apples to apples and they all started on January 1st, then I don't know that that's the case. If a, if a state legalized betting on September 1st, which is the start of football season, you'd expect yeah. a big number. If they did it June 1st, you'd be like, well, what the hell? Nobody's going to bet baseball right, right, big. Yeah. But January 1st is probably the best possible time you could start right, gambling. Right, that's true. No, September 1st is the best possible time because then you get the entire NFL season. That's true. No, you do, but I'm talking for about for week. one week. Oh, yeah, for yeah, one yeah, week, yeah. that January 1 to you January got the games. You got oh, the playoff God. games. Playoff yeah. games. End yeah. of season, regular yeah. season games. And you know what? Ohio, we're, we always used to get these research from ESPN that would show state by state um, – there's a metric that they use to, to categorize fans. And I'm, the, I'm using the wrong terminology. One is diehard fan. Whatever the, the highest one is, Ohio was always in the top three or four. In terms of ESPN metrics views, yeah. Ohio is always in the top one, two, or three. Yeah. We This state loves its sports. Yeah. And I know New York does too. Yeah. And there are a lot of other states that do. But, man, for whatever reason, especially for Ohio is yeah. in. I just have to say real quick on the I don't I don't gamble like this weekend I was messing around a little bit first time ever these parlays man I had a par, I had like a Justin go nuts with the I had a Justin Jefferson well, Jamar Chase Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase sixty yards <coughs> I'm like well that's easy Justin Jefferson I lost that one too forty seven yards he had thirty one after the first I, quarter and with forty seven and then and then yeah. your guy Joe Mixon no Jamar Chase oh. nine catches eighty five yards and a touchdown I'm like oh that's easy I'll take that he had nine catches. 80 
four yards and a touchdown. <laughs> I missed it by one yard. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, I'm smart, done. Smart, smart. How about the over-under in the, in the Bengals-Ravens game was 40 and a half. Yeah. at 41. Yeah. I know. Vegas knows. They know. The Dude, I know a guy who lost a 10-team parlay <gasps> because he was under on the Joe Mixon yards by one yard. Oh, wow. Oh my Lost God. a 10-team I don't know Any how much you would have won. I'm not I know sure. a guy that won a 10-team in baseball. That's yeah. all he bets. Right, right. He's a big seam head, and he knows it. Mm-hmm. And he hit a 10-team in June of this year that paid 33000 mm. And I think it was a dollar bet. I'm pretty sure. Wow. That's what he does. Yeah. He bets very small amounts right. and just mountains them together. Goes and he, the and he only does it when he, when he has these matchups that are like, Oh, that's stealing. I feel I love that one. That's the way to bet. Yeah. If you're betting because football's out, I got to place a bet. Yeah. You're going to lose. Yeah. Did you? If you're betting four or five times a year on these incredible hundred, like I don't bet, but one of the games I would have bet for sure, and I said it here on the show, give me Georgia, give me the over, <coughs> and TCU isn't going over there over. Yeah. Somebody that bet. was a lock, and yeah. I wish I would have taken my two hundred free dollars and bet that. Right. I believe when the Chargers were up to last thing before memberships, Mike. I believe I'm calling char- BS on this, by the way. What's that? I'm calling BS on this Chargers bet. Oh, you think this is BS? I think it's I think it's fake. Oh, really? Then I won't bring it up then. Well, no, you can bring it up. I just there's no I, way you know no one's betting 1.4 million will win 11,000. That's so. There was like, a, something. Yeah, so, supposedly somebody bet over a million dollars when the Chargers were up 27 nothing to win 11,000. Well, th- that person should have it's had a million dollars in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming that person's super wealthy, but like, what would be the point? Yeah, why would you risk 1.4? You could put that in a very modest government bond account, yield account, and that's going to make you you, 50,000 a year. Thinking about it rationally, it does sound made up. That's what I'm calling BS, but Bull. That's nuts. You got something you need to talk about. Yeah, my hair? You want to talk about my hair? Well, you have a great haircut, and we can talk more about it <laughs> on overtime today. Uh, let's talk about memberships, guys. We got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, uh, the starter's tier there for $1.99. That's perfectly acceptable. But we will really encourage you to get on the coach's tier for just $4.99 per month, which totals less than $60 a year. You'll get all the things in the starter's tier, the overtime videos, the member shout-outs, the discount codes, uh, all the emojis and all these other things. But the overtime, we've been doing, I don't know, between 8 and 12, 13 minutes yep. per show. Whenever we're, we are on in studio, we do an overtime. We've been a couple of times we haven't. But for the most part, 99% of the time there's overtime. It's content. It'll be a, many hours of content over a year that nobody else has access to unless you are a member, G. Hey, listen, I'll tell you what. I love, I, I need some new emojis too. They need, I got the allegedly, I got the G Bush. Uh, allegedly is classic. Allegedly though. is classic. Is. Um, we might need to go in and shoot me some more, um, you know, little sticky, sticky note tabs or whatever. And by the way, if you, if you don't have a part of the membership, guess what you can do? I'll be looking at these likes. I think we got like 2,000 some people in here, right? 2,000 right we now do. watching live. live. Yeah. I think no, that might be a record. We got a huge audience today, Might be right? a record, right? Today? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we've never had this many people on at once. Hey, shout out to you guys. Record audience. This Re- is a record, record audience. Record audience. So let's do a record thing. Hey, hit that like button for us. Let's see if we can get a record amount of likes. Likes help us get our content shown out on the internet, bring in new people to watch it and support the show. So we got memberships, but we also have the freeway. Is it like and subscribe? Yeah, hitting the like button's free. Free, that's free. Absolutely free. Completely free. Yeah. The like button's free. I got a poll result to read and then an announcement to make. We put in the YouTube chat because we love our YouTube viewers. How do you guys feel about the Jim Schwartz hire? We had over 1.3 thousand votes. 48% said love it. 45 said not sure yet. 5% said hate it. What, what percent said like <clears throat> it? Love it? 48 love, 45 okay. hate. Five. No, not 45. No, 45. Eight. We're like they're uh, not 45. Sure yet. I don't know. Sorry, five percent. I think eight. that 45 is probably they're just gonna, you know. That's fair. Yeah, so I, it's I, fair. It's, it's, like, it's like a presidential approval rating, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know why you would. Hate right it. there in the middle. Right there, 40. You know, 40. Don't know is perfectly fair on day one uh, yeah, of a Absolutely. Of a yeah. And, and on fi- a record-breaking show, there's no one better to bring in in the middle of a record-breaking audience than our record-breaking sideline reporter, UCSS yeah. favorite, bearer of all cold weather, Aditi Kinkawala. What's up, Aditi? <laughs> Aditi, I have a hard-hitting Whoa. question for what you. What an intro. Oh, okay. You a record-breaking show, Aditi. Oh, boy. You caught a cold, <laughs> And I'm coughing. You? I'm coughing on a record-breaking yep. show. You caught on the radio. That... Aditi, you were on the radio this weekend, so you didn't have to, like, dress up. You could have worn all kinds of winter coats and all kinds. Yeah, and you still got sick, huh? 
I did. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard hit question for you. Outside from 9 a.m. It was the longest game on the planet. 9 oh a.m. till 5 p.m. in 25 degrees. And it's not the cold. It's obviously germs that give you a cough, not the cold. But I'm sure it weakens your immune system or does something to you. And then I had a long, long drive home. Long so, drive home. Do you know how long I, it takes to get out of that parking lot? I have a question for I you. Do. This is along the lines of investigative journalism. Maybe you can okay. help me out here. Um, I saw a lot of video clips over the weekend of Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins coach, perhaps sneaking a hit of a vape pen. <laughs> Is he vaping on the sidelines? America I, needs to know. Honestly, I have no idea. I did see one of those videos, and I was like, "Is he just like breathing into his hands, or is it something no. else?" I don't know why he would hide it, though? Mikey, do you? I, 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 I mean, would imagine he's hiding it because we'll I, have it in I, one sec. I bet you the league has has a rule against smoking on the sidelines, and that. But you can you vaping. can chew on the sideline. Well, you can chew. I mean, Josh Boyer is defensive coordinator. Right. Has a huge that's what yeah, but that's different. Rachel I think. Does. I think the difference between you remember when when smoking was a lot, you know, but uh, you might remember this, uh, but in Pittsburgh, here it is. Now watch. Here's where I think it's great because watch his lips here. Oh, he's he's. I mean, Mike McDaniel. He wouldn't be blowing into his hands with gloves on. Mike McDaniel does look like a 20 year old kid who's you know yes. stoned in his mom's basement. I mean, that's hey, basically what he looks. By, like. by the way, at least hitting the pen. He he was on the plane with Josh Gordon when he was with the Browns. And Gordon got suspended for everything on the plane that was going on when they were going oh, to Vegas. Really? Mike McDaniel was on that flight. Oh. Just throwing that out there. Connecting some dots here <laughs> on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I'm not going to be a part of any of this. No, I know you're not. I, knew it. You, like, I knew it. Had some, you got some street in you. We don't talk. We don't know. We didn't see nothing. I'm not talking to the police. That's allegedly, uh, you know, yeah. Didi, Didi is from the yeah. streets. No, Before, we don't Let's let's get your thoughts on Jim Schwartz, Aditi. This morning, the Browns hired Jim Schwartz as defensive coordinator. Uh, I don't know if you, how well you know him. He's been around the league forever. What do you think of the hire? What, what do you hear? He demands a ton out of his defensive line. I think immediately Love that, to hear that. Love he's it. not a yeah. He's not a warm fuzzy. I'm a big personal fan of Joe Woods. I like him a lot as a human. He's always smiling, always smiling. And I'll even tell you this, even when I texted him, when he was let go, he, he's got a positive, sunny attitude. And you appreciate that in a person. But it's not just me that said this. John Johnson said this when the season ended. This Browns defense may need a completely different personality, and that's who Jim Schwartz is. And maybe that's what you need. I think Quell said it to all of you last week, that you need somebody who's going to light a fire up your you-know-what. And this isn't a guy that's just going to smile and make you feel warm fuzzy. And we do know that he gets the most out of every defensive line that he has, which was obviously a major issue, if we could call it that, this year. Yeah, I'd say so. So tell us what we can expect to see out of the Browns defense next year. I mean, don't you think that anything better would be (laughs) – I mean, I do. I think that there will be more of an investment, too, in the defensive front, quite frankly. I think that there was a lot of hope that some of these young guys would sort of like patch it together and their fire and their energy and their verve would give them the physicality that they needed. I don't know that that really played out the way you'd want. So you'd love to go see Andrew Barry do something maybe shore up that area somewhat better. But I think you're definitely going to see a stouter, tougher front. I think that you're going to see a much better run defense. I think you'll see a better discipline defense in general. So I made the point last week, this could be appealing to a DC because kind of what you just said, you have to overhaul the front seven of this defense. So if, if Jim is going to be sort of the head coach of the defense, how much input do you think he'll have? How do you build a defense when you have to, so many changes are coming and how, how big of a voice will he have in who they bring in? Wait, do you really think it's an overhaul? Like, are, are you not? Because a seven. lot of guys were hurt. Well, yeah. when you look at the linebackers, there were a lot of injuries in the linebacking core. Do you feel like that's a group that you really want? Well, Anthony Walker's a free agent. I mean, JOK is back. Anthony Walker's a right. free agent, though. I think JOK is the only linebacker that you can circle and say for certain he's going to be back. Right? Am I missing anyone? Certainly, you need uh, two D tackles. You need a defensive end. You probably need a linebacker. That, to me, is an overhaul overhaul. of the front seven. Yeah. Well, I would expect that there is enough respect for Jim Schwartz, how long he's done it, how long he's been around, how much success he's had, that, of course, he's going to have input. 
You know, at the end of the day, we say that coaches have to coach the players that they've given. You get the most out of who you have. But in an opportunity like this, when you can actually sort of make up who your mix is, why would they not take that input? And I will say this about Andrew Barry. He's not a guy that doesn't want to be collaborative, doesn't want to hear good thoughts. You know, Didi, Jason said that when he said that, and he talked about it being, you know, this year, they're not going to be able to get all those positions at once. It's going to have to probably be something that they, they, you know, do in a couple years or three years. With that being said, um, given where we are with Kevin Stefanski, I'm sitting here thinking, is that a foregone conclusion that if they don't make the playoffs next year, that this regime won't be gone? Do you think that this hire means that there's a little more possible leeway uh, in terms of win losses and making the playoffs before they're on the hot seat? Leeway meaning that you think this buys him more time? Yeah. I don't I think, um, no, I think in some ways it almost ups the pressure. Okay, we're getting a seasoned veteran defensive coordinator, a guy who's had demonstrated success in the league. The excuses, gee, aren't you the one that said this the other day, that you're that the time for excuses is done? Oh, yeah, I mean, how, how long can we sit here and keep saying, okay, well, look, this was a mitigating circumstance or this was an unusual circumstance or this or that. Like at some point you do have to, you know, there are certain organizations that believe in loyalty, which can be their best trait and their worst trait at the same time. I don't know that that's the Browns. And we did see sort of a quick trigger early on. Then one could argue that they stuck with, a coach for far too long, especially after one and 31. They extended but I don't him. Think, I, I don't think that after spending this much money on this quarterback and constructing a roster that looks like this with this much talent, that it's just, okay, you know, this staff gets another five years uh-huh. to try to make I mean, this is a team that's constructed to win right now. So this year is the year. It's I, been imp- I, it's in, it's in I agree. I do think we overrated the talent. I think I'll just speak <laughs> to myself. I think I overrated the Browns talent a little bit because indeed, yes, no, they are a studs and duds team. That's the problem. A lot of these other teams, like they're second and th- they don't have a lot of good second and third tier players. But see, they, you know what? I have a whole new attitude about this, Adam, and it's funny because I'm literally in the middle of a conversation right now yeah. with a veteran coach in the league about how people really underestimate the value of good coaching. Mm-hmm. And look at Daniel Jones. Daniel mm-hmm. Jones was a bust until Brian Dable got a hold of him. Look at Tua Tunga Vailoa. He was a bust until all of Lawrence. a sudden Mike I'll McDaniel and Daryl Bevel get a hold of him and he's an MVP candidate. Trevor Lawrence, nobody knew what he was and they thought he was a mess. And then all of a sudden Doug Peterson has Trevor Lawrence in the last month of the season. I don't he think plays that's fair. I think Trevor Lawrence would have been good no matter what, I think. Well, I, I mean, he wasn't great last year. He was considered a boss last year, though. The best coaches are going to get the most out of the players that they have. And I think that sometimes we think that these guys are finished products. You know, like, think about our own jobs and how we get better when we have mentorship, when we have leaders. When I had an editor who took an interest in everything I was writing, my stories got better. My questions got better. The way that I put things together, all of that gets better. We can't just expect some kid to come out of college and just be a finished product. Part of being in the NFL and sustaining a career is your development. So are you truly developing? And we sit here and we see a lot of natural raw talent. I understand what you're saying, that maybe we overestimated some of that talent. But I would also say maybe the Browns didn't get as much out of all of that talent as they could. Well, I don't think they're they're mutually exclusive. I agree. Okay. I think they can get more out of the. T- I'm not saying they're not talented. I think I thought they were top five talent roster. I don't think they're quite that high. I think they're top half of the league talent, and I think they should get more out of the coaching staff, especially on the defensive side. But there are some clear holes on this team talent wise. I mean that's fair. I think there was def- we went into the season saying that we're concerned about the interior of the defensive line, and we ended the season saying, well, the yeah. interior of the defensive line was it, you know, so that that's very valid. But I think you know, did we have higher expectations for maybe Grant Delpit? Is that I, I hate to call out one individual name. That doesn't seem really fair. But you know, I I, I hate that I just did that. Somebody say somebody else too. Did we have Grant higher Williams? Expectations? Denzel Ward had 
Denzel Ward yeah. had a disappointing season. And, and you know, two injuries go into that. But part of, to me, one of your main abilities is being available. So uh, all of that is part of it. I think that there are guys that we looked at that maybe we did expect more of. It's a confluence of different circumstances. I don't know. But I do think that the foundation, the core of this roster is one that fans absolutely should have hope. It's not like the cupboard is bare here. No, But you should not. want to get more out of them. Yeah. No Didi, I, I mean, we talk about the coaching staff, and I think in particular Stefanski, but I also think that um, that <coughs> this entire regime, including the Podesta and Andrew Barry, because when you talk about talent acquisition and evaluating talent, uh, I think Jason brought it up uh, a while ago. They haven't had an all-pro. Uh, Andrew Barry hasn't drafted an all-pro <coughs> yet. And, you know... That, that at some point becomes a concern when your best players are carryovers from the previous regime. Not even an all-pro, just a pro bowler. Just a pro bowler. Yeah, I'm sorry, just a pro bowler. Like, I mean, uh, the- I, yeah, but again, this is one of those where I think, I really think that coaching is underestimated in this league. And I think that it's, again, I really like Joe Woods as a man, but I think that sometimes you do need change. And, I, and you need to get more out of your players. You need to get more out of your players. There's definitely no question of that. And we see it all around the league. I just, I'm unwilling to write any of these guys off just yet. I'm unwilling to say that they're not otherworldly talents simply because I've just seen so many players take some time. And again, be the beneficiaries of good coaching. I don't. I hate that I'm saying this though, because Jason, do I sound defensive? No, no, no. I think no, you're looking at it from all angles. That's smart. So defensive of Kevin Stefanski, and it's it's not uh, really that. Didi, I, I got I, called an apologist I, last week for it. I, like <laughs> whatever, because I don't think yeah. you should give up the play calling. That makes me an apologist. Like, come on. See, and I think he should give up the play calling. Whoa! I guess I'm the real apologist. You got to get more into that. Yeah. You can't drop that nugget and not tell us yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, we need to do drill Oh, my God. I've been saying this for a long you time. Have. I just you love I I like the model of a CEO head coach. So do I. And I just think that the Browns right now for where they are, you know, like this isn't an outfit that is 100% mature professional shows up every day with the same exact will it's just you know like it's a it's a different it's one of those things that you can't necessarily put your finger on but they're not a veteran group that has had sustained success that doesn't really need the same amount of care and feeding and so i would prefer a coach who oversees all of it a coach who when he needs to hop into this meeting room does and that meeting room does and this other one over there does and who kind of coaches his coaches to coach the players and you know it kind of goes back to i was telling you we had a production meeting with deshaun watson for his first game against the Texans. And then we had him again Christmas Eve against the Raiders. And I had asked him, and I know I told you all of this a couple of weeks ago, I'd asked him, okay, now that you've actually had these few weeks working directly with Kevin Stefanski, doing the game planning where you're the one, do, you know, executing it. Is there anything that's surprising or unexpected? And he said he was surprised by how much time Kevin Stefanski actually spends in the quarterback room. And I had gone back to Kevin Stefanski, and I know I shared this with you, and he had said that he likes being around players, that when he first became a coordinator, it felt a little lonely on the sideline during individual drills. Like, where do I go stand? Because he likes being around players. I appreciate that. But I also think that when your club needs to kind of get over the hump, maybe there's a piece of this that's just focusing all of your efforts on coaching the whole entire outfit. And I know that he gets that. I know that that's part of why he got a second office downstairs next to the locker room so he can interact with all the players. But I'll give you one example, Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni comes into Philadelphia. He wants to call the plays. He started last season calling the plays. And then, you know, a few weeks in, whenever it was the bye, I'm not sure exactly what week, he said, all right, you know what? 
this club needs me and needs all of me, not just the offense. And he gave up the play calling duties to Smart. Shane Steichen. And now Smart. here you are in year two of Shane Steichen calling the plays. Jalen Hurts, for the first time since he was in high school, has the same play caller two consecutive years. And he's had, until he got hurt, he was hanging an MVP-like season. I think that part of being a great leader is trusting the ability to delegate and it's the ability to say okay i trust you to do this and look this is not just kevin stefanski has said he loves calling plays he really loves calling plays he loves doing it it's one of his favorite parts of the job i can understand how difficult that can be to give it up but sometimes you have to make a sacrifice for the greater good and you know, so I don't know. I just think that you have to trust your staff. And look, I, I've said the same exact thing about Mike Tomlin for the last five or six years. I don't understand why he didn't trust Keith Butler to call the plays, why he won't trust Terrell Austin to call the plays. Why does Mike Tomlin have to do that? Here, I don't know. Here's the only counter I guess I would make is I agree probably he doesn't need to spend as much time in the quarterback room, but I think you could still call the plays <laughs> and not be in the quarterback room all day, every day. And it's what's working right now for the Browns. Like, yeah, Deshaun was not great over the last six weeks. I think there are a lot of extenuating circumstances beyond that. But Kevin has proven that when he's calling the plays, this offense rolls. So why mess with something that's working? And you can still have your hand well, in other areas during the week. Okay, you here, don't have to be in the quarterback the room all the time. Sure, but here's the big deal. That's almost saying that it couldn't work with anybody else. I don't understand why it couldn't work with AVP. I mean, Alex Van Pelt helps build the game plan with Kevin Stefanski all week. He helps install it. It's not yes. as if he couldn't do it, yes. A. And B, how well is it really working if the team isn't making the playoffs? Yes, because like, you're neglecting the half of moving? the team. Like, what is the standard here? Is the standard, okay, well, the offense is scoring points, or is the standard, you're making the playoffs? Well, so if, what, is it, what, is it, what needs to be done to improve the entire team? Yeah. The reason they didn't make the playoffs is why Joe Woods was fired and why uh, Jim Schwartz was hired. And it, uh, he got more out of Jacoby Brissett than I thought was ever possible. Like the offense isn't the reason that they didn't make the playoffs. No, but and, and because if, the if they go so wildly underperformed, that is why. And that's also why Joe and Woods he's is the head coach and it falls. Yeah, and it's, so he's what, the head coach I, and I, it falls on him. What Aditi's point is, and I, I think Aditi, if, if I mischaracterize you, please let me know. But this, I and I agree. I think when you are the head coach and you are the CEO, you have to split your time. The whole team is under your Absolutely, purview. yes. And yes. when I see the entire game, the image of Kevin Stefanski is this. He is buried in the offensive play sheet. And I just feel like, does he even know what the hell's going on with the defense? Here's what I think, and this is going back 20 and that, years. And that's it. Go ahead. Well, and that's exactly my point, Jay. It's, you know, like when I'm on the sideline with a coach who's the head coach. Right. And he's over not a play everything. Caller. Sometimes he's on the bench talking to his defense. Sometimes he's over on the end talking to his kicker. Sometimes he's over talking to his offense. He's available to the entire team when necessary. When you go to a Ravens practice, sometimes you see John Harbaugh hanging out with the quarterbacks. Sometimes you see John Harbaugh hanging out with the linebackers. Sometimes you see John Harbaugh talking to that position coach, and sometimes he's talking to Justin Tucker. You want to feel and like sometimes the you see him coach. whining like a baby about penalties. <laughs> Not a practice. I love it. You know, Go I, right ahead. I, one thing, I want to say this real quick, and this is going back 20 years, and it's not an apples to apples, but I covered Ohio State when Jim Trussell was there, and when the defense was on the field, Trussell was 45 <laughs> yards away with his back turned to the, to the field. Yeah. And nobody ever right. talked about that. They won a national championship. He could care less about what was going Listen, on defensively. If Kevin Stefanski he had Mark was winning Super Bowls, no one would complain and about that's, that here. And that's why Jim Schwartz is here. Right. right. Yeah, but you know, and, and okay, yes, there yeah. is a point to that. And you know what? Zach Taylor doesn't have to worry about his defense because Lou Anaromo completely, totally has it down. And it works. Fine. Great. I'm just saying that the entire operation, the entire team hasn't been winning to a level that you expect. And that's why they'll and all so, be blown out if it happens again next year. Yes. They'll all be blown out. Rightfully yeah. so, I think. Yeah. Aditi, on an unrelated note, what, what's your what's some of your takeaways from this weekend as a whole in the NFL playoffs? That it's all wide open. I would have loved to have seen some. Uh, I would have liked to have seen some upsets. I would have. You know, I, yeah. as you know, I was on the sideline. Well, the Giants with the beat the Vikings. Bills. That was an upset. And that was it, though. Yeah, that wasn't really an upset, though. Didn't you see that coming? I mean, oh, I picked Bull the did. Giants. No, I picked yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, Bull changed his pick. Oh, that's right. That was the one he changed. 
I mean, I think that I picked the Giants, but I picked all the winners. Except no, one. not all of them. I, but I, what did you miss? This is again all about the value of really, really good coaching. Look at what Mike McDaniel and Josh Boyer did with their with a third string quarterback. Yeah, yeah. One of the hardest places to play against a team just laden with talent, and it's good coaching, and it's being loose, and it's you know again the bill the Dolphins sideline was so much looser than the Bills sideline was. They just weren't playing with the pressure of that expectation. I think that the Jaguars being able to climb out of that hole that doesn't happen if they hadn't climbed out of two and six. If right. Doug Peterson hadn't been preaching build your section of the wall keep at it that whole time all through the season you know and the Ravens whatever you think of John Harbaugh Adam I mean what are they doing with Tyler Huntley to be in that game on the road that way that was a terrific coaching job but I will say I will say well, no, Harbaugh did an awful job because he wasted. No, he did well, He wasted too much time. No, at he did Yes, he no, did. But you know what? No, he he didn't. explained that as saying he was really trying to make sure time expired, that they scored. That's what I said in our group chat. Yeah, but, but I, I, I think, like Adam, that that was a mistake. I, again, I understand wanting time to expire. I get it. But he should have used his at least one of those. You don't want to go from a minute to once you get down to thirty seconds. Does it matter if there's eight seconds left on yes. the clock? Yes. No, I mean Come that's on. fair. That, that is very fair. And I saw yeah, even up in that. Buffalo, Sean McDermott and Mike McDaniel, both of them made some questionable things where it was like, oh, yeah. or they're calling time at the worst possible time after a play had already been executed badly. I, I'm not phrasing this artfully, but. I think you can always look at things like that at the end of the day, getting that out of that offense where you just don't have any good, great pass catchers where Tyler Huntley is coming off a massive injury. And I mean, I think the whole Lamar Jackson saga now is going to be very interesting. What do you think is going to happen there, Aditi? Is he back in Baltimore? Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. You know, I, I really wonder where his desire is when you have a guy like sammy watkins who is not a rabble rouser is not someone who speaks out of term is not someone who is creating scandal when you've got a guy like sammy watkins questioning if lamar jackson wants to play yeah i don't know you know a year ago his heart it was clear that lamar jackson's heart wasn't in it that he was worn down whether it was by the repeated injuries or whatever it was it just sort of feels a little bit like he's in that same place right now. And I, again, I, I almost think Aditi that he's made the decision that it's not going to be Baltimore and, <laughs> and he didn't want to risk his health. And by the way, on that argument, I thought RG three weighed in on this whole thing. I saw that. And, and, and as a guy who's gone through that and knows what the risk is for that same injury, I can tell you that RG three's point was the best one that I had seen. He, with his point, that he's doing absolutely the right thing by not playing. He he tweeted along with that a picture of him playing with the same injury that RG3 had, wearing a brace, and his knee looked like a twisted pretzel, and it ended yeah, his career. Yeah, I got career. no problem with him not uh, Well, a lot of people did. A lot of people were questioning his toughness. Yeah. A lot of people, and, and I agree. Well, his own teammates were. Well, I know they were, yeah. and I think that, that I think all those were cheap shots, and I think that all of that – Heaped on to what where we already are. I yeah. think I think in his mind, but he Lamar doesn't control is, the situation though. No, well, I, he does in that if he doesn't want to go back and play for Baltimore, he does. I mean, he can he sit can out. out. Yeah, he can true. hold out. If he had a five-year, two hundred thirty million dollar contract, is he back on the field? Probably. Yes. This, yes. But see, this is. <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. This is the other piece to that. This is why there should be guaranteed contracts. Obviously, this sure. is why players have to look out for themselves Eagle, in every way. What I would say, if Lamar Jackson is actively looking to leave, the Ravens are, not that you owe the Ravens, but think about who is a good fit for you. And it's interesting because I had this conversation with the father of a player who will be up for a contract negotiation. I said, one of the biggest mistakes I see young players make is chase money and not chase fit. And you have to think about the fact that the Ravens, when half the league thought that Lamar Jackson was nothing but a wide receiver. The Ravens said, no, no, we believe he's a quarterback. They completely overhauled what they do on offense to suit him, to play in his style. If he is looking to go elsewhere, you better make sure that you have the same 
compliments around yeah. you, that yeah. you have someone that is willing to, uh, to play to your strengths. And this right. all goes back to the same coaching that we were talking about earlier and the Browns. You go to a club that fits you. This is, I'll give you an example, Le'Veon Bell a few years ago. You know, he was one of the top two running backs in the league playing behind a line that was built for exactly his style, playing in an offense that absolutely suited him. He held out for more money. He went to the Jets, and what happened to him? Yeah, it's pretty much He didn't the have end. the same line. He didn't have the same offense. He didn't have the same wide receivers drawing attention, and that was that. That was the end of his career. And you have to think that when you win – everybody eats and look if someone was holding an extra million dollars out to me if someone was holding a million dollars out to me of course i'd jump but in that world a million dollars you can make that up in endorsements and speaking fees and all of that if you win a super bowl that's right so tom brady course, did it for years in new england Yes, yes. So, of course, Lamar Jackson has to look out for himself. And, of course, Lamar Jackson has to prevent catastrophic injury when he has no guarantees that he and his family will be taken care of. I can't I, – I just had this conversation with someone about Damar Hamlin, who I'm sure you heard last week his team patented two of his phrases. And there was immediately some scuttlebutt like, oh, look, he's trying to capitalize on all the interest people have in praying for him. And I say, how can you fault him for that? If this guy never steps on a football field again, he needs to be able to make sure that he's taking care of his family. So I understand what Lamar Jackson is doing right now. At the same time, I'd say, be careful if you are looking to go elsewhere, make sure it's not only about the money, yeah. because if you go to the right place where you're going to get the most out of what you can do and where you can win, you're going to make that money back in spades. And, and Didi, you bring up a great point. I think if the owners looked at it objectively and just looked at it in a broader picture, when you guarantee someone's salary, you give them security. You help yeah. them make a decision. If I got a guaranteed contract and I know my players are against the playoffs, I know, hey, if anything goes out here, I could play free. Guess what? At the end of the day, I, I'm still going to get my money. Yeah. So players won't hold out. Players are going to play through smaller injuries, and they don't have to worry about the pushback. I think sometimes the owners feel like, well, I'm not going to guarantee that. But then you get to this position where you want a guy to play. I mean, you're in crunch time. This is a legacy, especially when you people, some people don't even ever get to playoffs. So you get there, you don't have your quarterback. It, it's just something that you can't <laughs> play through. I just think that it, it's punitive not to look at. But that's up to the players. I mean, so look at the situation. situation. You still have Sammy Watkins say, like ripping Lamar. You're never going to no, get the guaranteed contracts. It's not ripping. It's just it's questioning. You had J.K. Dobbins saying that if we had Lamar, we would have won that game. That it, yeah, you know, they fun. felt that they were playing defense and running the ball in a way that they could have made a run in the Super Bowl. You started this conversation by what are my takeaways? I think that it's wide open. I think whoever can get hot right now can run the table and win. Yeah. There's no one that I'm far and away saying is completely ill vulnerable that this team is far and away the best team so it is about getting in and you can feel that way i just but g to your point sometimes you have to spend money to make money that's right there it is. and so again I, guarantee the contracts guarantee the contracts why do nba players and baseball players get such guaranteed money and yet the nfl which is minting money which is one of only two crazy. sports on the planet that is seeing viewership constantly rise that's just, I mean, they just said attendance figures again this season. <laughs> Come on. You can guarantee money for the players. Aditi, can we get uh, Andrew Whitworth to play left tackle for the Bengals this weekend? What do you think? We need him. Yeah, I, uh, he was talking about going to Home Depot, wasn't he? <laughs> he needs to do it. You My see that? Someone was asking him, can you suit up? And he's like, you know, I was real busy. I was at Home Depot yeah. going to Bed Bath & Beyond, picking out some new tile for the bathroom. That's from old school. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, – <laughs> Let me tell you something. What do you think of the league screwing the Bengals over by not having the Bengals-Bills game be at a neutral site? Yeah, I don't understand that one. Like, it's, it's, if you were going to change it for the AFC title game, why right. would you not change it right. for the divisional round? It does feel a little bit funny to me. But look, the Bengals didn't have a problem last year. They went on the road to Tennessee, upset the – what was Tennessee? The number one seed or the yeah. number two seed? One. Number one, upset Tennessee. Then they go to Kansas City, and they, quote-unquote, upset them. The Bengals have been down this road. It's not going to bother them. And look, the Miami Dolphins with a third-string quarterback almost won that game in Buffalo. Aditi, you live in the TV world. I hate the fact that we had a Monday night playoff game, and I think it's a massive advantage for San Francisco 
to now have two extra days off than Dallas does before the game. I think this is terrible. I don't think it should be a Monday night game when San Francisco played on Saturday. How big of a deal do you think that is? I don't disagree with you. I don't. I mean, I think that this time of year, you don't want to have such a competitive advantage or competitive disadvantage in that way. But how big of a deal it is, is it? I don't know. It didn't look like the Cowboys had to try that hard last night. Yeah, <laughs> that mean, was a walk. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah, San Francisco I think, started honestly. scheming for Dallas Saturday night, frankly. You heard it here first. Dallas wins. <laughs> Heard it here first. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, then I guess it wouldn't be that big of a deal if Dallas wins. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I I think it's a massive advantage for the Niners. Dallas is hard to figure out. San Francisco's defense. They're good. I'm with you. How about that when you're talking about the TV world? How about Brian Greasy leaving the booth? Brian Greasy unceremoniously being swapped out, finding out by reading a newspaper, not even getting a call. I didn't see the story. I didn't see it either. I didn't see it. What happened? No, 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 no. This is last year when Brian Greasy um, was taken out of the booth. For Monday right? Night Football. And so he decided to leave, and he goes to become a quarterback's coach in San Francisco, and look at what he does. He gets the backup, oh, Jimmy oh, Garoppolo, I... playing better than the starter, Trey Lance, and then he gets the third stringer, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, playing better than the second stringer. So maybe TV isn't all that. Or maybe there are <laughs> smart people in TV, whichever way you want to I think both Didi, be true. Didi's the quarterback's coach in Cleveland yeah. next think, year. Brian, yeah. is, I think he's a great guy and good for him. If you had to bet who's starting a quarterback for the Niners week one next year without knowing what happens to the rest of the playoffs, you had to bet today who's their starting quarterback week one. Tom Brady. Let's say Brock. I don't – yeah, no, not Tom Brady. Yeah, he's it, in the mix. I like, I like the story of Brock Purdy. I just think he's been playing really, really well and is only oh, going to get better. crazy. This is it nuts. is a crazy story. I'm still not buying, but it's still it's, he's well, to the coaches, he hasn't played any very good defenses as more and more teams get tape on him. It's a good story now, but I'm let's not see how he it. handles the Micah Parsons. We don't pressure. know. Yeah, I mean, that's all fair. And you know what? I'll tell you what can make a quarterback look really good when you have a great defense. That's true. <laughs> that's a true. San Francisco is playing such good defense that it makes everybody else look better real quick. 15 seconds. What's Tom Brady doing next year? Is he playing and where if he plays? I think he's got to call it. You think? I really do. Think I don't think he, he goes yeah. out like that. I think he comes back, but I won't be in Tampa. It won't be in Tampa. That's for sure. But Jets, I don't know. Jets. You know, you, you admire his passion, but it's also, it makes you wonder a little bit, right? Like in some ways it's just, you don't want to hang on too long. It, it takes me back to Marquise Pouncey telling me when he retired, and I felt that he had re- retired prematurely. And he said, you know what? I don't want to be just a guy. Yeah. And he said, I'm used to being one of the best at what I do. Yeah. And could I get another five years out of this? Yes, I could get another five years, but I won't be one of the best. And I don't want to do it if I'm just going to be ordinary. That's smart. And I think that the Tom Brady that we saw yesterday looked very, very ordinary. And well, 66 passing attempts. I mean, it was that. crazy. They I mean, don't run the Dallas, ball. Dallas knew they didn't have to defend the run. Yeah. So yeah, Tampa made it very easy on him. Just like Tampa made it very easy on Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland's weakness yeah. was the run and they didn't do it. And they lost. Thanks to Didi. Yeah, Didi, you're great, great man. Thanks Thank guys. You. Have a great week. That's See what, uh, bye. That's what I think I mentioned this on the show before. That's what LeBron told me years ago. I will never embarrass the game. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to stick around. This game has been too good to me. But these guys, and Tom's in that now, they don't know what to do with themselves. No. They don't know. Well, they he's don't... got a great job that pays more than he's making now. But it's not, it's not the life that he's no. known for no. 40 see, years. Did you see the Steve Young essay on quitting? Yes, I mean, it was, was fantastic. Oh, my God. I saw That's it this an morning. Emmy winner it was for great. sure. Yep. It was absolutely, he nailed it. Yep. Steve's a smart guy. Yep. But he absolutely nailed it with his description of how difficult it is to let go. And when you're done... He said this was the advice Roger Stallback gave him. Run. Run. Yep. Run as fast as yep. you can in the other direction. Tom Brady chose football over his family. That which is stunning. He not did. just he his did. family, a oh, supermodel wife. Yeah, he, he no, did. No, basically he absolutely from did. all indications, the yeah. decision was put to him in that exact manner. Yeah. It's either me or football. Obviously, there was a problem in the marriage if they got the book. Well, there's a problem, I think, for if for, not his, for someone his to marriage make that is not declaration. His he chose his football over his, his family. His family, as he I'd knew it, it, is gone. He still has his kids That's and a relationship yeah. with his kids. I mean, listen, on a much, much lower scale. Like, I'm not comparing myself to Tom Brady at you all. Are. You I'm are. Not. No, I'm not. Yes. But I lived that life of constantly being gone. I was gone for eight Tough. years. Yeah. I was gone. 
And when he left, when LeBron left, the athletic told me, we will send you with him. And I said, no, I'm, I have to go back to my family. Like, I have to be a dad and a yeah, husband because I was not. You absolutely made the years. right call. You made the right but, call. And, but and, Tom Brady's family could move with him. Yes, it I know that. that. Oh, it wasn't that. It was that they didn't have him in the way that she wanted to have him. One other thing on LeBron, very funny, last night, they won, I don't know, 140. To, it was a high-scoring game. LeBron had a great night. Jabari Smith, I think he's a rookie for the Rockets. Yeah, third overall pick. Came up to him. During the game, and, he, and there was a mic that picked this up. He's like, yo, you played against my dad in your very first NBA game. <laughs> and LeBron looks at him like, what? And he goes, yeah, Sacramento. You played against my dad wow. in the first game. And, and LeBron paused for a second. He goes, why you got to do that to me? <laughs> it was a great, it great, is, great, it is great I didn't clip. see that. It was I didn't really, see really that. good. Funny. It was really good. I got, got three my... things, guys. Three oh, things boy. I get through real quick. Yeah. First, we surpassed 175 members today, which means, let's yeah. take tag board full. Happy Jason is unlocked. Yeah! Oh, be released. He's constipated Jason. Now he's happy. When we get to 200 members, we get shocked bull. So that's the next emoji you guys can I look buy. like uh, one of those characters from Star Wars. That, that, it doesn't look like hands. Hey, it looks like hey. I got like extra skin on my head. When we something. build a statue somewhere in Cleveland for bull, can that that's be it? it? Can that's that it. be the statue you, right there? Yes. By the way, you know what that proves? Do you know how many memberships you got to get to unlock a new Jeep Bush emoji? That's like at least 50. 50. That's 55,000 more raffle tickets. You got to yeah. buy you got to <laughs> buy so much to get to that top tier. I'm just saying it's it's a, it put it rapid in gold. We're uh, I, I just peaked in the in the in the YouTube stream again. We're still at a record number of We views. got the best fans yeah. in the world. We love you guys. Thank you. Now we we're a few like, we're a few subscribers away from 20,000. Yeah, two more things though. Yeah. Uh one thing that came out that I found really interesting on Tom Brady and the after the game, I don't know if you guys saw that article on ESPN about the longevity of his career and how mm -hmm. he kept his arm fresh enough to throw 66 passes in the postseason. Well, this year, when he came back after that hiatus, he added Bilt Bars to his diet. Oh. And he started eating Man, two Bilt Bars a day, ooh, one at breakfast, one at night before he went to bed. And even with a supermodel ex-wife and that divorce paper that he got money from her in the divorce paper, plus his NFL earnings, which might be a little more than I make, uh, he's still using promo code LOCKDOWN15 to get 15% off on Bilt Bars. Go to promo code LOCKDOWN, use promo code BUILT15 or LOCKDOWN15. Where's the, what's the website? Com. What's Lock the website? Uh, I'm saying you screwed lockdown. that up so I'm, bad. This is so bad. You know what's because lockdown and built bar it's one. It's built.com promo code lockdown Thank 15. You. There you go. <laughs> built bar. Uh, third thing though. Earl brought this up in our pre-show meeting, and this is a, it's a really good question. And it, we're gonna we're gonna get back to the playoff stuff. It ties it all in. Did watching the Giants and the Jaguars and some of these teams with lesser talent. Yep. Win this know. weekend. Did it did it anger you that the Browns with Piss. the most talented roster? It gave me hope. We, what I would say is, like, says the guy that has a team in a divisional round. Okay. So, <laughs> what I would say is, like, you guys just throw out they have lesser talent. Do they? Yes. Like, yeah. where are the facts that back that yes, up? Yes. Well, the record. It, 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 you it, are what your record says you are. So, you, you so you're saying the Browns have, they're arguing the Browns have better talent than those teams. They do. Yeah, I, I believe. Give me facts that back that up. Well, listen, the records are what they are, but here, I'll, I'll tell you this. A team that is now in the final eight, yeah. the Browns, with a backup quarterback, made look silly on Halloween. Oh, what are you talking about? The Bengals. A team currently in the, yeah. the final eight, yeah. the Bengals, the Browns, with the same team that they had that went 7-10. and 10. Right. So, to me, it gives that me hope. That doesn't prove anything. That's one game. It, it proves to me yeah. that they have the, the players in their organization. I'm not arguing that. Right, I, I, and that's my point. I, no, I the Browns do have talent, but like... God, I hate when people blindly say, well, the Browns are more talented than Jacksonville. None of you guys have studied Jacksonville's roster. We just assume the Browns are more talented because the Jaguars were bad last year, and none of us know. Can you name any defensive players on the Jags? Can you name Trayvon any offensive Walker? linemen? Well, the sentiment is that team drafted number one overall Yeah, for a reason. They had a terrible coach three, last year. Three years ago. Three they had a horrible coach. Yeah. And people talk about, oh, the culture in Jacksonville is horrible. They drafted first overall two years in a row. Two years right. in a row. And they right. pivoted on a dime. And, and, and the Bengals drafted, oh, not first overall. No, and, yes. But so, if we see, if I'm sitting here watching these teams, yeah. every single year it's a different team going from worst to first, and you're not in that mix, it pisses me off. I don't I don't want to watch season. Because that I get. Because I, I, four and years. I understand that, but, but also, also for me, it, 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 I, well, my overriding feeling was, 
I don't think the Browns are that far away, and I never have. No, they're I not don't. that far away. But, I, but I how think, many teams are that far away? And you know what? Away? To Aditi's point, yeah. a coach can absolutely Matters. come in there and make a difference. Brian Greasy with the quarterback situation in San Francisco. Dable, Doug Peterson. Peterson. Dable. These are guys that we came We all called Doug Peterson an idiot a year ago. I, I love Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's a guy who won a quarterback with or a Super Bowl. He got a championship. Up with, a, with an inferior quarterback. Who's Listen, really pretty much a non-factor. Two years ago, the Browns were the team that the Jaguars fans were going, my right. God, yes, look at the Browns. Exactly. Right. And Kevin it's, Stefanski was the coach everybody it's wanted. It's not about right. getting to the playoffs right. one year. It's about no. consistently getting to the and playoffs. And I always and look at arc, too. And unfortunately, our arc is boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It's we're regressed. trending in the wrong direction. It, that, that is and indisputable. that is the most troubling again, thing about as you where say, we are. Thing, th- things change from year to year. Yes, they can. They're, Next year, would I be blown away if this team goes 12-5? and five? No, I won't. He better. I won't. <laughs> See, right but now. But they could also go five and twelve. This is the great thing about this is a great thing about this year. That's the NFL. That Who? is the NFL. We can sit here and say, well, I thought they were gonna be why listen, if you don't be twelve and five, you don't you ain't winning in the playoffs, you're out of here. So great. I like that type of energy. Cause I told you two years ago he could have got rid of if, if you telling me that the reason the Browns was losing games the last couple of years is because the defense was not that good. He had an opportunity to get rid of Joe Woods last year. He didn't. He said, let me keep riding this out. That's the problem with things like this. You either you either get it together or figure out that this guy is costing me, holding me back, and you get rid of him a year early, then you can get some more leeway. Then you can get people to come back. But now you're behind the eight ball. So McNuggets yeah, has a work. great stat. I, and no, by the way, this is a useless this, stat. This doesn't prove anything. It doesn't prove anything. Nothing. But it is, it's worth stating. Go, Go ahead. ahead. This is from Earl. I don't want to take credit, but yeah. the well, Browns you should had because three, it's a bad stat. The Browns had three All-Pro players this year. The Jaguars had zero pro. That doesn't players. mean they're more talented overall. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's just, it's just a piece of evidence. The Bengals had no All-Pros. Are the Browns more talented than the Bengals? Uh, well, by the results, on um, with a backup quarterback, they kicked their ass. Browns have got talent. Browns That's got one talent. Game. But yeah, I'm just saying, I but you got I mean, you, so you take head to head. That's one game. It's who's more, more talented roster, the Bengals or the, the Browns? The Bengals are more talented. The Bengals, no doubt, have a better roster. Of course, I'm they saying that all year. What I'm saying, but the Browns have three All Pros. Bengals didn't have any. But, but I don't think Bengals the difference. Didn't even have, you're talking about the top of the food chain, bull, compared to the middlings. The Jaguars were horrible. We're not talking. You you conflate the Jaguars. But with the Jaguars the upgraded their talent on offense this year. Not just yeah, a big time. I mean, what they did in free agency was. Credit to the owner. Let's the keep GM it real. Here. No one liked Travis Etienne in the first round when they draft him. They said Christian Kirk was the biggest blunder yeah, in the world true. getting them. They didn't like none of these people. All of a sudden, now they got talent and it was cold. No. They, and then their coach was horrible. There was piece after piece after piece talking about how much of a dumpster They made the playoffs because Trevor Lawrence, the second half of the season, played great. And they were in a bad division. And their coach yeah. coached the hell out of did you guys, guys and got more out of them. Did you catch the moment after... The pick that led to the 27 to nothing. Did you catch the moment on the sideline between Peterson and Lawrence? They, no. they played it back. They rolled it back yeah. later in the game. It was a beautiful moment between a head coach and the pivotal player of the team who was playing absolutely horrendous. He had reverted to year one, Trevor Four Lawrence. Picks? And Crazy. he put his hands on yeah. his shoulders and he got right in his face mask and he talked that kid back into the game and yeah. it really was a, it was a microcosm of what happened when they were two and six and he addressed his team and said as sure as I am standing in front of you this season is going to come down to the Titans game at the end of the year I and just I'm just and saying that's what happens when you, you know have a what, coach Jay? that believes in you and also can you do can, that can you talk somebody off a ledge when you're doing this no you can't. You can't really do that. I, I love you, Doug right? Peterson. I love his style, and I didn't hate Doug. I've never hated Doug Peterson. When I watched him do in Philadelphia what he did, and I was at that Super Bowl, I thought there was no. I gave them no chance coming. The general into the game. consensus was he was an idiot when he got fired. That was a general. Well, that's consensus. general consensus when everybody every gets coach fired. gets fired. There is. Yeah, and a general idiot. consensus like is too. when you get a new coach. I'm just saying. I, like every, I'm just saying we don't know the Jaguars roster well enough to say f- with certainty. No, but we all, we all, we've seen them. I, 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 let me put yeah. it this way: I don't think that there is a massive chasm between the Browns and the Jags. I don't. No, I. And I by agree. the way, the facts bear that out. I mean, I they agree, really do. But I just don't think we can definitively say the Browns are more talented than the Jags. We don't because guys, guys like Donovan Peoples Jones, guys like Greg Newsom. 
like the second and third tier players. We don't know those guys on the Jaguars. No, we, don't. We, we don't. don't know who they are. We just know. know them in the macro. We, we know, know what we see week to week. Know, week. You know. Here's what I can definitively yeah. say. The Jaguars play in a far worse division Big time. than the Browns. They wouldn't have made the playoffs if they were in the AFC. No Not chance. chance. No chance. No. Not a and chance. And so that's six games each yeah. way. That's a major well, difference. Well, we know we know what the AFC North is. You have three years to figure it out. AFC no, North I hear you. know what? Listen, the AFC North is a is brutal. Is a beast. Yeah. The Browns were three and three in the AFC North, and you know what? To me, that tells me that the talent is there. If you can go three and three talent in that division, there. they've gone there three and is three. No excuse for not going eleven and six. They've gone three and three three years in a row, in their which division. is impressive. And Jim, hey, listen, Schwartz is here. I, I, he, if he just be a, an adult and bring some stuff where you say, "Listen, we're not gonna get gashed," and he's okay over there. Now it's up to you, Kev. You got what you wanted. He's here. You got, the quarterback, you you got want. the quarterback. You got the running game. It's up to you. That's it. All you got to he, he got to just go out there and put some stuff together. He, he, him and Deshaun Watson, like I said, lock him in a room. Y'all don't need to go on vacation. Who cares about, honey, we're not going nowhere this year. Get figure it out. It. Figure yeah, it out. Figure That's it. it. Out. Yeah, I mean, his number one job is to fix Deshaun Watson. I'm still stuck in the, yeah. the, the worst division of football is what derailed the Browns. They went two and two against the NFC South, the worst division. Took a monster kick to beat Carolina, a monster catch by David Njoku to beat Tampa, and they lost to Atlanta and uh, New Orleans. Yeah, That's Worst division of football. Horrible. They went 2-2. Two two. Yeah. Against the against their own division, they go 3-3. Three and three. I mean, go they three. were 0-3 three against the East. 0-4. 0-4, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Well, the East is better. I, I'm just, the, East, the East was good this year. It was, it was, was, de- it was decent this year. I just... I would like to see the Cleveland Browns just be just get to where some of these other teams. Hey, it, it takes this league is set up for you to be good every other year, every third year, right? It's just set up for you. Half the I just looked it up. Half the league won between seven and nine games. Yes, 13, half the league. Right, sixteen. There's 16 not a lot. 32. There aren't yeah. many teams that aren't close to being a playoff team. There's not and that's many. the beauty of the NFL. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so successful because no matter right. which team. No, almost no matter which team you root for, <laughs> your team's going to be in the playoffs in every four or five years. Yeah, with, with the exception but of one. It's the good teams yeah. that are consistently there. It is. That's it, what it, that's what separates the, yeah. the one offs. Like you know, maybe Miami, maybe Jacksonville. We'll see if they can get right, back yeah. this year. But it's the team, and that's what a lot of people thought that about the Bengals coming into this year. They're a fraud. They're not, you know. And, but you got to do it, and they still got to prove it because they've only done it two Did years. Did people Unlike think the that Chiefs, about the Bengals this year? There were a lot of people picking. God, because when you saying look at the Bengals, well, a lot of people were low on the Bengals coming yeah, into this season. Not me. Actually, backball on I mean, this. My God, yeah. they, were, they, they went to the Super Bowl. Whereas the got, Chiefs, there's no doubt, right? They've been in the playoffs so well, many yeah, years now. Well, yeah, because they've done it more than right. once. But Burrow only done it for one year, so they have to prove it again. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think the Bengals are in that camp anymore. I don't think they were coming into it. You know, now it's you now had next a final year take. Jason, Jason had a final deal. take that yeah. I really want to get to while we're up against the clock. Jason, yeah. the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, let me with reset. What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> took me a minute. What do you guys think had what? What state spent the most money in gambling last year? What do you think? I would say New York. I should say what state do you think is projected to spend the most in gambling this year? Oh, Probably this year same. projected. Projected Nevada. to spend the same. Florida. Um, what do you yeah, mean does Nevada by spend count? money? Like on advertising, residents, residents oh, spend people. money okay. in gambling. Oh, in, in state Nevada. residents. So Vegas would no, well, no. If it's in state residents, well, then Vegas I'm just, would be taken it, out. Where did the Nevada. money? Where Nevada. was the money? Yeah, it's got to be Nevada. Then probably New Jersey, New and Jersey, then New York, Ohio, third. and New York. I thought Nevada. Yeah, Ohio is projected to outspend Nevada in gambling this year. Wow. That blew my mind. So play Ohio is a site that now is that projected off the first week? It's just projections of. I don't know if it was necessarily off the first week. I, I was they told won't duplicate what they did in the first. Week. I was told by an executive who works for a sports team in this town that Ohio set a record for the most money spent in gambling in the first two weeks. We had heard I that was too. I wasn't able to confirm that yeah. necessarily anywhere, but that's what someone who would know told me. So then I started digging into some of the numbers and this in this site play Ohio sort of analyzes and, and handles all these projections really tracks the gaming industry. They are projecting Ohio to finish fourth this year, the first year of gambling, higher than Nevada, which took in, which is projected to take in $7.7 billion in gambling. Ohio's projected to take in $8 billion this year in year one wow. of gambling. I, I, again, I'd like to know the methodology of that projection because if it was just off the first two weeks. I don't think it is. I, I think that I don't would think be it unfair. Is. And remember, this is the shiny new yeah. toy. Yeah, sure. All people are going with it. crazy well, at it right wait now. Wait until people lose 600 yeah. bucks in a week. Everybody weekend. be smart. It's, yeah. great. Yeah. it's great that gambling's legal. 
I'm not telling people not to gamble. Hey, it's great. It's, it can be fun, I, but just I, be. Yeah, don't go over your means. Jason, I don't think it's going nowhere. That, you know why? Because the things like that phone. It's never been easy. You can lay on your couch. It's awesome. So you can, on anything. I it's was great. watching the line move last night. <laughs> the the Bucks were favored at one point. They went from two and a half point favorites to or two and a half point dogs to one and a half point favorites within like 15 minutes. It just kept flipping Man. and flipping yeah. and flipping. And so I just want to read some numbers. New York is number one at 17 million. Obviously, the, re- the, the population there has a lot to do with it. Illinois, second, 11.4. New Jersey, obviously, with Atlantic City, is third at 10 billion. And Nevada's uh, fifth at 7.7 billion. These are projections for this year. Ohio is fourth. That's concerning to me. Uh, if you look at population, Ohio's in the top 10 in population in the country. So obviously, it's a very dense population that we have here. But we're between 35th and 40th in average household income, yeah. depending on which site you go to and where you want sure. to look. Be careful, folks. Like, that's that's the only thing I'll say is be careful with this thing as it takes off. and is Gamble within your means. And, and it's personal thing is lottery, responsibility. A large portion of lottery dollars come from the lowest Mm-hmm. Yeah, income earning because they're they're the ones that have dreams. Walk around and the casinos what is, and you'll see that. What is sports gambling? It's lottery with a little bit of knowledge and skill attached to it. Because lottery on itself is yeah. purely luck. Yeah. But so so it's We're those that don't have it that dream of getting it and are looking for the quick fix. Yep. So to your point, be careful. Eight see billion all, in we'll revenue. See you on overtime coming up. Talking, what are we talking, Cavs? CJ Stroud. Uh, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. 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 Speaking of money, CJ Stroud. Yeah. See you on overtime. Great show. See you tomorrow. Love you guys. See you guys. Peace.